Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. How do you think I learned to ram my fist into someone's stomach and break their goddamn spine? Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. This is our 223rd episode of Hops and Box Office Swaps. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we continue our look at aging action star flops with a little-known Arnold Schwarzenegger gem from 2017, Killing Gunther. I am your chief assassin host, the Thunderous Wizard, and along with me tonight for this well-documented quest to take out Gunther are our demolition expert with a thing for Middle Eastern girls, Bling Blake. Hey, uh, isn't that Mary McCheese's yacht out there? You know, that sleazy investment banker that uh, robbed all of their clients? Kaboom! <laughs> ah! You're definitely going to get that over one day. Uh, and we've also got our master of poisons, because he hates blood, Captain Cash. Have you guys ever been poisoned? Because it sucks. One time I got poisoned by alcohol. <laughs> one time? <laughs> one time, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a weekly occurrence on this pod, depending might on been, what it, crappy movie we're watching. It might have been last night. I mean, certainly if you're a Cowboys fan or a Dolphins fan or a uh, poor, poor Browns fan, Browns fan, that's certainly Oof. impossible. So, by the way, Browns fans, come on. You didn't you didn't see this coming. Come on. Everybody, everybody else did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so points order. You can find the show on Instagram, Facebook and thread at Hops and Bio Flops. Killing Gunther is available to stream on a multitude of platforms, including Tubi and Amazon Prime slash Freebie, which is their free service. It's on the we didn't actually want to pay money for this, so we're going to run ads against it service of Amazon. Indeed. Uh, so before we get into the movie, let's talk beer. Tonight we are drinking Stone's Sublimely Self-Righteous Black IPA. It has an 8.7 Captain Cash approved ABV. Woohoo! So Stone Sublimely Self-Righteous Black IPA uh, graced their year-round lineup for a few years before it retired in 2015, but it is back in special variety packs. And I will say, I really enjoy this Black IPA. If you've never had it, you enjoy Stone beers, I would give it uh, a taste. And I would even rate it two to two and a half bad movies out of three. I drink it for two and a half to three bad movies. I'm not good at describing flavors, but uh, it's not super dank, as you would say. Like a like a double IPA is a bit much for me. A little crunchy. So, so this is a, a, a nice smooth drinking yeah. black IPA. Sounds delightful. Yeah, it's good. It's got a nice flavor. Um it it tastes like it, most IPAs I really enjoy where it's not too in your face. So 
Now let's get to our one sentence descriptions of Killing Gunther. We'll start with Bling Blake. How would you describe Killing Gunther in one sentence? Killing Gunther is a 90 minute SNL skit slash workplace comedy slash mockumentary about assassins. Yes. Uh, Captain Cash. It's The Office, but you know, with murderers. Yes. I would say dumb assins go after the world's best killer, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Big mistake. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming we're going to talk about our issues with this movie, but like the what big issues? one. Uh, all right. All right. Well, we'll get to it. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll certainly talk about things that didn't work. Although I love this movie, I will say. Uh, the actual IMDb description is a group of eccentric assassins are fed up with Gunther, the world's greatest hitman, and decide to kill him. But their plan turns into a series of bungled encounters as Gunther seems to always be one step ahead. That is the movie. We'll go into a bit more detail when we get to the plot. But before we get there, this movie was directed and written by longtime SNL cast member Taryn Killam. It stars Taryn, Mr. Smolders Killam, as Blake, Kobe, Mrs. Killam Smolders, as Lisa, Bobby, the skeleton for David S. Pumpkins Moynihan, as Donnie, Aaron, Disturbia, you as Yang, Hannah, New Girl Simone, as Sanaa, Arnold, the T 800 Schwarzenegger, as the titular Gunther, and a host of others. There's a few other assassins, uh, one of which is another SNL cast member, but We'll talk about I, them. I just put something together as you were listing the names of the cast. Do you think the guy who is the director, writer, and lead of this film chose it because his last name sounds like kill them? No, I think I like I'm just not. saying he probably grew up and he was like, man, I'm gonna one day I'm gonna write a thing about assassins. I knew he was a big Arnold fan and Arnold wasn't the first choice for this movie. And we're going to talk about that in our lingering questions. I am curious about that. Um, but he essentially was writing this cause he was sick of SNL. I think that he was not happy on SNL and wanted to do his own thing. He did some writing for other comedic movies. Uh, he, he'd been on, uh, he guessed it on how I met your mother. Like, you know, obviously cause his wife was on that show, but and, we're, and there's a trivia question about that. But yeah, he just, he was trying to break out. And honestly, I think this should have made him break out, but we'll get to that as well in the lingering questions. Uh, because Killing Gunther, in its very limited theatrical release, which came actually a month after it hit VOD, came out on VOD in September of 2017, went to theaters in October of 2017, and it made under $200,000. Did they not understand how movie versus VOD works in 2017? It, it also, it, it had done some film circuit stuff and, and it did get picked up, but there wasn't a lot of confidence in the movie. And, you know, Arnold uh, wasn't, even with Arnold in it, that's not like a, hey, we got to see that. Aside from me, right? Like I'll go see anything with Arnold. But Well, I mean, that's what I wanted to talk about. It's... This whole thing was billed as come see the new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but they spend the first 60 minutes, 65 minutes, you don't even see Arnold's face. He's not even in it. And it plays as though 
who is Arnold or who is Gunther supposed to be? And the whole time we know it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's sort of. I think that's, that's one of the big failings and that's marketing, right? Like they said, you have to show Arnold. I would have never said a, a freaking word. And then when that hits, because honestly, it's the funniest part of the movie and the movie is very funny in general. It's terrific. Cause he is awesome in this movie. I feel like he might have been phoning it in just a little oh, bit. I swear to God, don't do it. Don't do it. He, it no, I like this movie. It, it's, it is very good. Arnold is fine in it. But yeah, I mean, I think that you you really spoil the, the, the fun of Arnold showing up in this movie with a bunch of SNL characters. Motherfucker right? like, wears lingerie to sell a joke in this movie, and you're saying he's phoning it in. I mean, Don't do it. A little bit. All right, so critics also not super nice to the movie. It's a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes with 24 reviews, Metascore 53. Users gave it a 28. Like, what the hell? Like, what is wrong with you? This movie is very funny. I strongly disagree with all of this. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely watchable on any given weeknight when you've got nothing to do. It's a funny movie. That seems overly harsh. I agree. And considering it's free now, there's really no excuse. Like, I actually had not seen this. I, I had not seen it until we decided to. Well, it. I had watched it. This year, this last year, December of 2023. And I said, we got to do this on the pod. I love this movie. It's got to be a part of this month that we're going to do to kick off season six. And I'm like, what the hell took me so long? Probably because I had been accustomed to going to the theaters to see some of these more recent Arnold movies. And then this wasn't really in the theater. Like, And then Maggie came out, for example, where his daughter's a zombie. And it was a good movie. It was, it was a good independent movie. And then he did one called Aftermath. And as they stopped going to theaters, I kind of stopped watching them. And this was at the tail end of that. So I guess I'm guilty as well. But I really enjoyed this movie. But let's get into the plot, which is essentially Blake is a hitman who wants to make a name for himself. And the reasons for that come into the movie later. So he assembles a crack team of assassins to kill the best assassin in the world, Gunther. He has a demolitions expert, Donnie. He has a young Middle Eastern assassin who's been raised since birth to murder people, Sanaa. Her dad is also a fanatic and loves his daughter very much. And might be the best part of this movie. I'm sorry, but that he's, first he's joke very was funny. great. He's very funny. Uh, you've got the poisons expert, you, who literally only carries around vials of poison because he can't stand the sight of blood. Uh, you've got Ashley, the man who trained Blake, who's very old and not doing so hot. You've got two Russian twins who are called in later, and we'll tell you why. Well, at their initial meeting, after Ashley has had a heart attack and had to go to the hospital, Blake's second-in-command is shot through the head by presumably Gunther, who knows they're after him. And you've got the IT expert, who is also a highlight of this movie and is actually fairly useless and hated by all the other assassins. It's great. Predictably, everything goes wrong for this team. You have the initial meeting where Ashley doesn't even make it to that. He goes to the hospital. Uh, Blake's number two in command, who also trained with Ashley, gets killed. Gunther blows up their place of meeting with a rocket launcher and escapes. They then decide they're going to set a trap for him by putting out a false hit on a guy in Miami and they're going to 
lure Gunther in, and then murder him. This also goes fairly poorly, although they think they kill him as he's escaping, and they shoot a car. Not true. Gunther is very much not dead. This is realized after they go on a drunken binge celebrating their kill of Gunther to wake up to find the Russian twins dead and everything totally askew. Also, Donnie is banging Sanaa. The dad is not happy. That's fantastic. Way to punch above his weight, Bobby Moynihan. Way to go, buddy. Getting it done, man. It's it's so funny. So now Donnie's out because he's in love for the first time in his life. Sanaa's out because she's in love with Donnie. Blake is left to basically cry in his soup, proceeds to drink a lot and move in with the IT guy because he has no place to live. And then all of a sudden, Lisa comes back because she gets all Blake's letters that he never sent her because she'd left the life of assassinating years before. And also the whole reason Blake wants to kill Gunther is that when they broke up, she slept with Gunther. Dun, dun, brutal good news though ashley's out of the hospital blake's gonna go pick him up but ashley dies before he ever gets in a car (laughs) which is another great running gag in this it's very good it sends blake into sort of a tailspin but he's also totally defeated that is until gunther blows up ashley's casket at the funeral killing the it guy (laughs) And and forcing Blake to swear revenge. So what happens? Lisa tells him, this is where Gunther lives. And then finally, we get introduced to Arnold Schwarzenegger as the titular Gunther, who's also filming his own documentary because he knows these morons were filming a documentary about themselves trying to kill him. We then see how he killed the Russian twins and how he honey-dicked Blake and several other incredible moments of Arnold being Arnold. And then he says, Hey, you can die here or you can leave and we can have a happy ending. Blake chooses the latter. Gunther gets to the choppa. And then we think it's all said and done. Sanaa and Donnie have their baby. Blake is missing. Gunther is happy in Austria, having a elderly a vegetable farm, as well as coaching girls uh, field hockey and a burgeoning country music career. Fantastic to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger put on a cowboy hat and s- sing country Cor- music. His name is Cord Belmont. <laughs> and he's very good. And then, of course, as he's winding up this documentary, Blake shows up, shoots him, only to get blown up because he's wearing a suicide vest that is attached to his heart rate. Uh, By the way, we then go to the funeral and Gunther is alive. Cue the sequel tease. The sequel will never happen, unfortunately. No, the movie only makes 200 Gs, uh, which is less than Arnold actually carries in his pocket on a given day. I mean, I would love to know what Arnold was paid for his presence here and how much it absolutely upended the box office. Uh, Taron Killam describing his meeting with Arnold Schwarzenegger is so good. He's like, yeah, I had to meet him at his house and he's out on his patio smoking a cigar. And he's like, Taron, come in. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you. I had to imagine in his his dotage, Arnold Schwarzenegger has mellowed considerably and it's just, 
you know, hey, what are, are we going to do a thing? Yeah, man, let's do a thing. His representatives reached out to Tarrant Killam to say, this is exactly the type of thing Arnold would want to do. You should call him. Wow. And of course he gets it. And anyways, I love this movie. I'd give it three to four high enjoyment beers. I've watched it twice now in a matter of weeks. I think it's fantastic. I, I'm shocked people slept on it. We'll get to more of that later. But Bling Blake, how many beers? This movie is a lot of fun. Other than the aforementioned uh, kind of getting the twist or whatever, the the reveal of Arnold as Gunther, nothing really wrong with it. So I don't know. I'm going to say three enjoyment beers. All right. It's pretty short. It's good. It's fun. Yeah. Hour and a half. That's it. And plus you get the Cord Belmont song, Earthquake Love, to close out the film. And that song is tremendous. You should probably pour yourself a glass of whiskey for that. That's yeah, definitely. That, that's some whiskey sipping because it's right going to shake you like a seven on the Richter scale. <laughs> Captain Cash, what do you think? Um, it's ninety minutes. It's a crisp movie. It's not like you're spending a bunch of time here. I I do think it suffers massively from not being able to protect the Arnold reveal. But I mean, overall, it's it's a fun little watch, and it's not a bunch of time. Two, maybe three enjoyment beers. Honestly, I think, you know, if you knew he'd signed on, right? It's not the internet age, but you hear he's going to be in this movie. You can assume he's Gunther. Yeah. But it would it just would hit so much better if he's not on the goddamn cover of the movie. Yeah. Like if I, this is the first I'd heard of this movie. and I'd never watched it before I watched it for the pod. And if I had no idea who Gunther was, and I got the reveal of Schwarzenegger, I instantly loved this movie. You need that that turn, but the problem is, how do you market it? And obviously, they didn't know either. Yeah, so I don't think it suffered because of the yeah. marketing decisions. Yeah. Or, Honestly, or didn't I, I get think, saved by them, at least. I mean, this was like picked up by a very small studio that didn't exactly have a monstrous advertising budget. And I did watch a few interviews with Taron Killam, but I don't think anybody had really heard about it. Yeah, it, it it makes me wonder. You know, usually these kinds of things are executive produced, produced by Lorne and Robert Smigel. So the fact that this wasn't, and you said Taron didn't really have a great time on SNL. I don't know how Bobby's tenure ended there, but it makes me wonder if there was kind of that like, man, we don't want to piss off Lorne by picking this movie up because obviously oh, they're going against him kind of well, thing, you know, just, I wonder Vince politics. Uh, he is the Vince McMahon of comedy. I mean, I love, is, I, I love, it's not a compliment. No, I love the things that Lord Michael has produced over the years, but uh, he does have a bit of a chokehold uh, yeah, on some things. He's, he's kind of a monopolist. Yeah. All right. So let's go into our first break. And when we come back, we've got some lingering questions about this unknown gem killing Gunther. Hello and welcome back to our 223rd episode of Hops and Box Office Flaps. We were talking 2017's Killing Gunther, the Terran Killam directed and written vehicle starring none other than himself and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the first question, we kind of just addressed it, should this have done better? Now, Let's do the caveat. If this had proper marketing and it was getting trailers and theaters, 
for me, no doubt this would have done better. I think this is a very good mockumentary. And, you know, Taron Kiln, when he talks about it, was inspired by other mockumentaries. And of course, when you say Spinal Tap, obviously this is not on the level of Spinal Tap, but that's what inspired him to make a movie in that vein. And I think he did a really nice job. And I do think it would have done better had it had the the money to push it. What do you think, Blink Blake? I'm right there with you. Um, you know, it was funny that that Captain Cash referred to it as the office, but for assassins, because that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, when I said it was a workplace comedy mockumentary, like that was what I what I had in mind was the office. Granted, I've been watching a lot of the super fan episodes lately on Peacock. So maybe I just have office on the brain. And but... and, and the IT guy is fucking Toby, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps interrupting him. Like in the middle of his speeches and he's like hey hey blake blake there's we need <laughs> that outlet doesn't work yeah <laughs> figure it out you're the it guy <laughs> i just to jump in it also hit around the same time as what we do in the shadows right like the yeah the first one which then got picked up in and, show, and he mentioned incredible. that too was like you know like a movie like that was so brilliant he's like the market seemed like very ripe for something like this that's what I mean. I really like, I don't get it. And it's, it's mostly pretty funny. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the best comedy that's ever been made or anything like that. But I mean, this is, this is right up our alley, right? Like, Oh, oh my God. It's I mean, off like, the wall comedy. It's a, yeah. it's action. Obviously Arnold's in it, but I mean, beyond that, like people like this stuff. I, I don't say it. I liked it better than MacGruber. Uh, yeah. I, I 100%. think I love McGruber, but I would say Same. because of the Arnold moments in this, yeah, I would I would give this a nod. And and that kind of leads into our second question is our favorite character comedic moment of the film. Captain Cash, you mentioned Sanaa's father as your favorite character. Oh my what, god. I, what was your that, favorite? I laughed the hardest when it, when it pulls away and it's he's just all for his daughter. I'm like, that's that's good. That's very, he's wearing the sweatshirt. End, <laughs> yeah, and at the end when he comes in as the grandfather. Also, just I love that dude. That was he was my favorite part of the movie. It's not even close. Uh, he wouldn't try and kill me at a funeral. Ah! <laughs> Blink, Blake, what do you think? Well, I have a soft spot for for Bobby Moynihan. Always will. So Donnie was a lot of fun. Uh, I I love him in the cargo pants and the the New Balance sneakers. That he's like the the Home Depot dad of the group, but he's you know telling the story about how he how he kind of fell into the murdering people with explosives business I he does love the car his slide. unhinged laugh when he does that <laughs> i mean it's it's just so well done moynihan does a great job i i don't want to i don't want to oversell my enthusiasm for sana's dad by by not saying that everybody else wasn't very good too yeah there's there's definitely a lot of great stuff uh but i i love moynihan uh always will so, and this is going to be obvious, but my favorite part of the film is obviously the montage with Gunther. At the end? Where he reveals like all the things he did, where he was the hot chick oh. that slept with Taron Killam. And he's the he's like the gun store salesman who's a total hillbilly. And he's like, if you're looking for Gunther, he's right here. I'm right here. <laughs> if you're looking for, slams the door. <laughs> and then he he kills the twins and he and they have the camera over him. He's like, it's fucked up, but you gotta laugh. <laughs> but the number one is when they show him, he snipes the dude, 
and he picks up the rock. He has the rocket launcher handed to him, and and uh, the Asian guy with the poison throws it. He comes out of the warehouse and throws. It. He goes, "Did he just throw that?" <laughs> That's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it's so good. Or when he said, "They just blew up my car and my, and my driver." Those fucking dickholes. <laughs> he he does a good job. Arnold, uh, another one of those underrated comedic actors. He can do oh, it. He's yeah. a very good comedic actor. And he never got enough credit. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But first, if you had to assemble a crack team of action movie characters to take out Gunther, who would you choose? I'll give you three guys. Now, here's the caveat. They have to be actual people, right? You can't say, I'm going to choose the Terminator. I'm going to choose RoboCop. RoboCop's no longer a person. It has to be a like an actual human being, like Rambo, for example, could be part of your team. I mean, I feel like I could choose John Wick, but the only problem is I would need Gunther to kill his dog. So that's I would true. Need... He'd have to have a well. What if Gunther had sex with his dog, like he did no. With Lisa? No, don't. That's don't. not. So what I would need then is I would need John Wick, but then I would need Cruella Deville. Kill John Wick's dog, but pin it on Gunther. And then I would need someone to cover it all up. I'll get Nedry from Jurassic Park as my guy in the chair. Uh-uh-uh. That's your exactly. IT guy. Okay, all right. So you're going, you've got a three-point plan. You've got the IT guy, you've got the assassin, you've got... Exactly. Right. Yeah. Blink, blink, what do you think? You know, I, I, I hadn't considered the guy in the chair initially i was just kind of going with with a straight up like we're going in team and now there's a guy in the chair send in the car send in the car if my my guy in the chair has got to be money penny then oh okay and then my penny and then uh i think if john wicks off the board who is the one man wrecking crew that can bring down a villain time and time again? Commando. He's the Frank star Hughes. of the he's the star of the second best Christmas action movie out there. I want John McClane, baby. <laughs> wow, what a reversal. You know, because here's my team. This is crazy. Wait. And I had actually thought about this. Hughes. And now I'm gonna add Damn. a guy in the chair. I'm gonna add he Ned from Spider-Man. <laughs> he's my guy in the chair. He's very comfortable with that. He's not averse to murder. He definitely owns that role. Yeah. Ned's the guy in the chair. But then oh, I get John. We, I get, we know he'd fall on a grenade for you. Exactly. I get John Matrix. And here was my second. Because you have to have people who will not negotiate at the end, right? Like, there's certain people I could choose. Like Murtaugh, for example. He would take the cappuccino and be like, cool, peace. I'm out. I got kids. My second choice was Martin fucking Riggs. Because I need a guy... <laughs> With long distance capabilities. <laughs> I need a guy who say, meet in the desert. I'm going to fucking run through the desert and set up a sniper's post. Yeah, but as you recall, he doesn't do super great in that scene. Well, I mean, he's still he's still an alcoholic at that point. I mean, he shot and a he guy. He has practice now. That's the other thing you're not considering. He shot a guy in Laos from almost two miles away. Maybe maybe ten guys in the world could have made that shot. Maybe, yeah, exactly. So John Matrix, Martin Riggs, Ned, 
wayward kid, setup. Ned, who didn't get into college and is so fucking mad about it. I don't All think right. I gave you my third guy. My third guy is MacGyver. I want MacGyver oh, with John McClane no, to give John McClane Ma- improvised explosive just, devices. Just take MacGruber. <laughs> I feel like MacGruber is the right answer here. I feel like MacGruber is going to blow up John McClane. Has MacGyver you, you ever... MacGruber... And then he assembles a team that all get blown up in a van. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that that had heavy MacGruber vibes. The, uh, the just the t- the team being totally incompetent. Oh yeah. Along with the incompetent lead of the team. Now here's the big question because as I said, Arnold wasn't the first choice, and and Taron Killam didn't even really mention who they were uh, considering outside of Arnold, and I think he was just being polite. Uh, because they had the perfect casting. But does this movie remotely work with any other action star? And if so, who would you cast? I think if you got Keanu Reeves to be Gunther, that would work. I don't, I don't know that he can be Gunther and retire to Austria, but that, that might be like a fun thing. I could, I could see Keanu, because my answer was Van Damme. I think Van Damme, Van Damme is, also work. is yeah. self-aware enough at this point where he could really pull it off and be very funny and charming and it would work. But I was struggling outside of, of him. What do you think, Blink Blake? Well, not to use him for two answers in a row, but Bruce Willis could have totally done this uh, and been really, really, really good at it. I think Sly could have done it, no problem. Uh, the Sly guys isn't really anybody Sly, going to play in Hollywood at some point. Pretty Sly's, much, is kind of what Sly's I was driving at. Yeah, Sly's never been good at comedic roles, though. Hey, now stop, or my mom will shoot. It's a cinematic treasure. But you've watched. Uh, you've been watching Tulsa King, and yeah, but that all, I think he could also... do it. He would, he would play it a little bit differently, but I think he could still do it. Like, you know, because like Van Damme, you get Jean Claude Van Johnson. Which yeah. uh, didn't get picked up by Amazon. I wish it would have. And it was very, it was funny. And you get like the last, uh, I forget what the hell it's called. Uh, it's on Netflix, but it's like the last uh, something or other. Yeah. And it's again, it's a very comedic look. And and he's very self-deprecating. He's making fun of his former movies. Like, you know, you couldn't put Steven Seagal in this because. No, no, you could not. Seagal would yeah. not work. But you have to have like a minimum amount of respect for whoever Gunther winds up being. Yeah, I mean, do you think Statham could Statham could have done it? Statham could have done it. Yeah, it's tough because That's he's still very self serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not for a guy who started in Guy Ritchie movies. I think he could do it. I think he'd be fine. But he's with the, still, the he's always aspect. a very serious character in the. Brad movies. Pitt could have done it. Sure, I would. I I would think Brad Pitt could do it. But he I couldn't mean, be. The, he couldn't be named. At the Gunther. end of the day, it's really predicated <laughs> on a couple things. The person has to be famous enough and they have to be either believably very badass or believably very not badass. Like Samuel L. Jackson. Hong, James Hong would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would be that would sort of be good, right? All right. So here's a good question. We've we've got three very famous large pro wrestlers, Batista, John Cena, The Rock, that are all very famous actors. Which of them works best here? I would love for the right answer to be The Rock. But the problem is... I don't the think Rock, it is, yeah. Like, he's he's already too kind of silly for it. 
right? To for the rock to be the I'm the one who dressed up as the the sexy bartender and hooked up with you. That seems like something the rock would do. I feel like you need Batista for that. I think it's Batista. I think you're a hundred percent correct. Yeah, I, like I, I think Cena uh, could do it too, but I, I think Cena could be one of the Russian twins. He could very much be in this movie. Oh yeah, no, Cena's yeah. got the the chops for it. But as far as it being the, oh wow, that guy, Batista is who would do it for me. I think. I think he's the most out of left field, and he's the one who has the oddly the most range because he never had the most range as a wrestler. But I think he does now. I think Cena would be second and a close second. Yeah, that's probably where I'd go to. Sorry, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You'll just have to cry yourself to sleep on a giant pile of money. Hey, he's yeah, gonna I think be, he's going to uh, be okay. He's going to be an A24 movie about uh, Mark the Smashing Machine Kerr. And it's, I'm sure it'll be great because that is a super duper tragic story. Uh, so, hey, we're going to take our second break. And when we come back, we've got the Erotic Ceramics Trivia Challenge. Hello, and welcome back to our Killing Gunther episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are on to the Erotic Ceramics Trivia Challenge. Uh, That reference comes from Lisa's new occupation after she retired from being an assassin. Gentlemen, tonight we have a standard five-question multiple-choice format quiz. And you will be playing for a vinyl of Cord Belmont's diamond single, Earthquake Love. Your chime-ins are Classic Ashley, or Vamos a Miami, or Those Fucking Dickholes, or any of the pod standards. Number one, Taryn Killam was ecstatic Arnold agreed to be in the film, as he was a big fan. What classic movie moment did he ask Arnold to recreate with him when they finished filming the movie? Is it A, Dylan, you son of a bitch? Is it B, come with me if you want to live? Is it C, let off some steam, Bennett? Or is it D, Conan, what is best in life? Those fucking dickholes. Oh, Blink Blake. I'm going to go with uh, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Okay, now, before you answer, I want to know how mad are you you're not Taryn Killam? Yeah, I'm I mean, like... I'm so mad. <laughs> like, oh <my> devastated. <laughs> what I wouldn't give for us to get oily and have our biceps flexing together, and he did the whole thing with him. He did that. Blake is right. Oh, the, did he do the... Yeah, you got to push too many he, he he did it all. All oh. oh, what I wouldn't give. Taron Killam, you you are the richest man on earth. <laughs> he can hold that over Colin Jost all day long. Oh yeah, and dude. Kobe. Of course, Colin Jost is gonna go. Let me go tell my wife Scarlett yeah. Johansson how yeah. I feel. How sad I, I am. Let me go tell my Avenger wife, even <laughs> though you're married to an Avenger. Yeah, all you got is a Shield agent, not yeah. a full on Avenger. Weak. All right, so one nothing, Bling Blake. We're on to number two. The inspiration for Gunther's outfits came from this American fashion consultant. Is it A, Tom Ford? Is it B, Rick Owens? Is it C, The Row? Or is it D, Nick Wooster? 
I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. All right, Captain Cash. Nick Wooster. Correct. Wow. That's what I was going to guess, too. I don't know why. So he's some New York fashion consultant, and he has a website. And if you look at it, he dresses a lot like Gunther. So all Gunther's outfits were inspired by this guy. I thought for sure sure you were going to throw Ralph Lauren out there. I was waiting for that to come out. I'm sure because Taron Killam was on SNL and lived in New York, he must have like known him. By the way, guys, I really was grasping at straws for this quiz because there's nothing on this movie. There's nothing. I was trying to find um, like a good quote uh, for my intro, you know, and all they really have on like anywhere is just like he got to the chopper. That's it. That's the only quote yeah, listed. You can't for look up quotes from the movie. And often when I like figure out chime-ins for the movie, I watch the movie and I and I text them to myself. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like when I'm writing notes or getting prepared, I say, Oh, I'll look it up. Like, what was a good quote from this movie? And that was the only one. And it's like, you know that's what? not the best quote. I think maybe we'd hit on the other challenge of why this didn't go well. For whatever reason, it's just not quotable. Yeah, I think I think some of it is though, but a lot of it is playing on Arnold's movies, which honestly wouldn't have been in the movie if he wasn't in it, which is another reason I don't think it entirely works without him. But well, I think you just rewrite those jokes for like I think it has to be an iconic aging action star, right? Like that's who it has they to have be. To be and so, very iconic, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why I think like you know, like Van Dam or Bruce Willis or you know whoever um would maybe play him but anyway we digress go on we already had this fight all right so we are one to one it's number three in his dialogue Gunther frequently references other Arnold movies which of these was not one of them is it a the Terminator is it B Redditor is it C, True Lies, or is it D, The Running Man? Parts and Tarts. Bling, bling. I don't think I remember a True Lies reference. There is no True Lies. Man. The, run- the Running Man is the, the goddamn spine. The spine one. Yeah. Predator, he uh, says, come on, you want to kill me? I'm ready to kill me. And then he says something about contracts being terminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's two predator quotes because he got to the chopper, but but Arnie only says one of them. That's where I was gonna. Yeah. That's where I was starting to guess, like double guess myself. Yeah. I was like, I know there's the one, but mm. all right. Here's my most desperate question because honestly, it was difficult. <laughs> Number four, it's two to one. Arnold's movies have amassed more than 5.4 billion worldwide. Math wizards. What percentage of five billion four hundred and nineteen million six hundred ninety six thousand nine hundred seventy one is one hundred ninety seven thousand six hundred sixteen? Is it a point three six five percent? Is it b point four six five percent? Is it c point five six five percent? Or is it d point six six five? Parts and tarts. A. A. Captain Cash is correct. We have ah, our you fucking dickhole. <laughs> we have ourselves a good old fashioned. We got a race. Uh, so that was my most desperate question. 
You have been destroying me in quizzes all through December. If it makes you, if it makes you feel any worse, I also sort of hail married that one. Like <laughs> I, I was pretty sure it wasn't the five because math, but the rest. I also thought there was, was going to be another another zero in there. I thought it was going to be point zero two or three. I also did expect that, yeah. but here we are. Here we all are. right. So. We're on to number five. This is for all the marbles. And if you guys don't get it, the uh, tiebreaker is you have to ingest one of used poisons. And whoever survives then gets the diamond cord Belmont record. Fair enough. Best of luck to you both. Should we come to a tie? Number five, Taryn Killam, as mentioned, is married to Kobe Smolders. Good for him. He also appeared on How I Met Your Mother several times what was his character's name is it a arthur hobbs is it b gary blauman is it c punchy or is it d sam gibbs i'm gonna shoot oh blink blake uh i'm sorry uh say say b again gary blauman i think he's fuck is that seinfeld i think he's blauman oh my god what a pull out of his ass, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Doesn't have to get bit by a snake. Bling Blake uh, is our winner. I wouldn't guess that one right anyway. I love How I Met Your Mother. I uh, do too, and I had totally forgotten his name. I also got so disenchanted with that show, I swore it off for after the uh, finale. I've never watched it again. Oh, really? I've definitely gone through it at least once The finale once made again. me so mad. It was a little That's how I feel about Game of Thrones. I get it. it again. So. I did, you know, I told you guys I was going through Game of Thrones again recently. Because you're a and, loser, yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I did. I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to watch the last episode. Like, I fast-forwarded through all of it uh, to watch uh, Clegane Bowl <laughs> and then turned it off and just dipped. <laughs> Everything in that goddamn it season. It all under-delivered. But anyways... <laughs> We're on to recommendations and hopefully better shit than the final season of Game of Thrones. So uh, uh, first, though, I have to congratulate uh, Bling Blake on winning the Cord Belmont uh, vinyl because that is priceless. But Captain Cash, what do you have on tap for us this week? So for those of you who aren't aren't aware, Echo is out on Disney+. Plus. It's It kind of picks up from Hawkeye. It's got daredevil in it very briefly it's got the kingpin in it and the lead character it speaks almost entirely in asl um and there are a bunch of really freaky parts to it and it's pretty cool it's different and interesting recommend as marvel shows go i'm nice. so i'm so bummed that i swore off marvel shows and marvel movies because i really like that character and uh, i love the kingpin obviously but I can't, uh, I can't, I can't endorse their buffoonery any longer. He does. Just out of five trio. episodes, five episodes, five hours. Not a big yeah. commitment. And who do you swear to? You're an agnostic. Like, what do you even? I swear to Arnold. You don't want to disappoint Arnold. Way more than yeah, because yeah, then, then he'll never do the Dylan scene with yeah. you. <laughs> oh my god! Thunderous wizard, you son of a bitch! God. I I told you the story about my friend that sold him a house, right? Yeah, your friend who (laughs) should have called me if he knew me. 
I, right? Yeah. I could, I would have done anything. Anything. To be there. I'm gonna, uh, I'll, I'll be to Idaho. Bling Blake, what do you think? What are your recommendations? Uh, all right, y'all. Listen up. If Give yourself some time and some space, and you're going to want to have some alcohol at the ready. But check out Saltburn. It is oh my god, you it perverse. is a trip. <laughs> I have not like I've only heard the word. I don't know what it's about, but the general consensus is psychological mind screw. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty much it. It's Blake, I mean, Blake got salt burned. I got salt burned. I had a uh I had a, a, a bad bout of insomnia, and so I was up at like three o'clock in the morning. Couldn't Wait, go back you, to sleep. You watched at 3 a.m.? Yeah, like by myself in the dark living room. Because I was like, I don't even know what I'm getting into. Like, and it's basically uh it's a fever dream of a movie, but it 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 follows a a young Oxford student who's kind of you know a regular kid trying to navigate uh the cycles or the circles of the uber rich social elite in England. It's and, the social uh, network with more semen eating. It, yeah, it's uh, there's some things. Um, I don't know how much semen eating was in the social network. I've not seen it. I presume it's not zero, but well, this has more than that. Um, <laughs> but hey, you definitely, uh, Barry. Uh, how do you say his last name? Is it is it is it Kyogen? Is that how you say? I it? think it's Kyogen, but yeah, Kyogen. Kyogen I think. Yeah. Um, he hangs dong, and good for him. <laughs> Uh, so that's nice. It's got the biggest dick an Irishman's ever had. I, I you know, I was, I was uh, slightly longer than a pinky. Bless mm-hmm. it. So, so definitely check out Saltbird. It's, it's, it's worth the watch. I mean, it's going to be something to talk about. For definitely a long time. check out this uncomfortable movie. Who there's some uncomfortableness, but there's some awesomeness in it too. Um, uh, it is, it was quite good. Uh, and it's definitely a, a, a mind F. Uh, I found it by the way recently that my in laws. I have been listening to the show while oh, God. driving oh, across no. the country. Oh, and I was no. like, I say horrible things on this show. And Wait till they mo- watch Saltburn. My so mother's divorce going. Like, I hear in the background, she's like, Yeah, you do swear a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, Ma. Are you are uh, you are you a Democrat? <laughs> um, the other thing, uh, and so I also had I had a, a very long day. Uh on the insomnia day. So I also watched the power of the dog, which is that, uh, (laughs) hyper masculine, you know, but, um, you know, Dr. Strange, Sam Sam Elliott hated that movie. Yeah, he did it. Most because of the chaps, I believe. Cowboys Um, aren't gay. Cowboys aren't gay. Hey, there's no definitive proof that Dr. Strange was in fact homosexual in that movie. Uh, but he also hangs dong. So, did Netflix have like a popular on section and one of them was like, you know, short ass movies. One of them is like where the dude hangs dong. It's it's actually, it's a tab called United Kingdom dong. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, bas- it's basically UKD. that, but, yeah. but Net- Netflix disguises it by putting recommended for you. Um, ah, that's what it is. <laughs> So, and then my last one, my last one, uh, I mentioned it earlier. I've been watching the Office Superfan episodes on Peacock. Those are great. Um, you're going to love them. Dwight, believe it or not, hangs dong. Um, so I think you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Shroot Farms. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. 
He also hangs beats. He also hangs beats. Uh, so my my recommendations, I have a bunch again. Uh, I've got one good movie and two bad movies. Uh, the first is the good movie. It's a 2023 French action revenge movie called Mayhem. Uh, it's brutal as all hell and well worth your time. And you can rent it for five bucks. It's so, mm, so good. I'm out. It, it's got some real gnarly kills, dude. And I'm telling you, I love when action feels like action when it hits hard. And this movie hits hard. Uh, now, here are the two bad ones. Uh, <laughs> these are unintentional comedies. We've got a 2023 Thomas Jane film called One Ranger. It's free to stream. <laughs> where he plays a Texas Ranger who talks as if he lives in 1910 and he gets hired to stop a terrorist in England because reasons. Course, that's who your hiring pool is? Like Texas Rangers yeah. get looped into that? And then we have The Bricklayer, which is another 2023 slash 2024 film starring Aaron Eckhart so I chose two films where the actors look exactly like the same, the, same those the same guy. And holy shit, was this movie bad? It was I don't so... think anybody's ever seen Thomas Jane and Aaron Eckhart in the same room at the same time. I don't Lord knows they've never got invited to an Oscar show. So I need to know who Aaron Eckhart and Thomas Jane owe money to because these movies are unacceptably bad unacceptably they're worse than most of the nicholas cage straight to dvd fair i'm guessing the answer for both of them is their agents yeah he's like you're I, fucking I, taking I this because i haven't gotten paid in a while now if you have kids uh i i took my kids to see wonka today and it was delightful i had a very good time at wonka it's a very charming and and fun film full of heart and i recommend it I can't say enough about it. I thought the songs were great. It is a musical. So if you don't like musicals, maybe not. But I love musicals, which is weird because I also love action movies. But I really love musicals if the music is good. And, and Cats, just on principle. Well, and cats. On, on principle because Cats changed my life. Cats came up on uh, on Netflix, I think, the other day, like on the home screen. Do not and... watch that sober. <laughs> And my my daughter was like like that, like that looks amazing. It's a Taylor Swift cat, and I was like, "We're not doing this." That was We're on not his, doing this. That was on his cat's hanging dong tab. <laughs> uh, oh, you know Idris Elba hangs cat dong. Ooh, McCavity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god, that movie. Uh, lastly, I uh, I just read Andy Mark. Andrew McCarthy's 2021 autobiography, Brat, an 80s story. And he was my favorite of the Brat Pack, which I never really knew wasn't actually a thing. It was just sort of a label they gave to a bunch of successful actors who weren't really friends for the most part. Like Andrew McCarthy wasn't friends with most of these people, but I love the movie St. Elmo's Fire. I've uh, recommended it on this show multiple times. And his character, Kevin Dolan's, is like, probably the movie character i'm most like he's a writer he's the lovelorn character he's a great character and i love that movie he's also blaine and pretty and pink but it was a really good uh he's a good writer and i never knew that he went on to become a like a celebrated travel writer and won a bunch of awards for being a travel writer with a bunch of magazines and has huh? directed and uh, 
done a whole bunch of other shit and you know you lose track of actors you connect with and he he was an alcoholic and you know went through a bunch of shit and it was really good and it's a short read and so if if you're a fan of 80s films especially pretty in pink and and mannequin and weekend at bernie's or, or saint elmo's fire like yeah y- you'll enjoy it so it was a lot of it was a good read but those are my recommendations now you can find the show on Facebook, Threads, and Instagram at Hops and Bioflops. You can find myself still trolling around Twitter. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. That's where all the Buffalo Bills writers are, and that's where all my Pittsburgh Penguins writers are. And yeah, I just can't find shit on Threads. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but I'm at Writer TLK. Captain Cash can be found on most social media and dressed as the greatest Ken ever perhaps uh you know it did a couple it did all right on reddit not great i enjoyed it i thought it was a cool mashup i thought it was very nice yeah. thank you uh he's at c-a-p-t-c-a-s-h on most social media bling blake can be found at hbof bling blake on threads and instagram or at bling blake on twitter but he's abandoned it as well which I mean, I still on. use it for, uh, yeah. you know, smut. Oh, of course, yeah. Of course. I'm sorry, I confused. Uh, not porn. I meant, I meant the geopolitical stuff. <laughs> no, nailed it, was, it. It's the porn. Uh, he needs yeah. the validation. Hi, in laws, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> As he mentioned, his in laws now listen to the show. It's explicitly for smut of the smut kind. The it's smuttiest all, smut that ever smutted. Yeah, the smuttiest. It's, it's, hey. That's the beauty of, you know, a platform that's run by a free speech champion like Elon Musk. Yeah. His father was a smutter. His mother was a smutter. His His mother was a smutter. Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) and Chumzilla, who might return when we start talking about superhero movies again, because now he's just a toy collector. (laughs) It can be found at Chumzilla8 on Twitter. Now, HBO F. McCheese remains dead. We have not revived him like Frankenstein's monster, but we will. And, Smash uh, cut to Mayor McCheese sitting in the audience wearing a false beard, but still obviously yes, a cheeseburger for a head. Still obviously very alive. Now, don't forget, connect with us on any of those social medias to share idea for future episodes. And in the end, listeners, remember one thing. When she's around, I can't help myself. Want to hold on tight to her continental shelf. I felt like dancing, so I asked her. I knew I was flirting with a natural disaster. Park my truck on a dusty trail. Start shaking like a seven on the Richter scale. Ford Belmont, the songwriter of our time. I mean, you know, last night I watched uh, I watched John Prine's Austin City Limits uh, Hall of Fame induction, you know, post posthumously, uh-huh. and it was just so delightful. Uh, Not much different than Cord Belmont's music. I mean, right? really, I think that 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 Cord Belmont might be the reincarnation of John Prine. I think so. I don't think uh, John Prine was dead when this movie came out, but uh, the only thing that made Arnold nervous was doing this song bit, and it turns out it's like the greatest. <laughs> fucking thing in history he crushed it uh so we'll see you next week for the third entry in our aging action star flops captain cash will host half past dead and believe me ladies and gentlemen i have been waiting to make fun of steven seagal for four years 
I, I will pull no punches. Just like I Mean won't. Gene, Judo Gene LaBelle. Just, just like Judo Gene. Someone's going to shit their pants. <laughs> <laughs>